3. Welcome to another episode of Brilliant Podcast. I have today fellows from all over the world. These are my friends and colleagues that I've spent the past couple of months here in in US at the MSU Michigan State University on the Humphrey Fellowship program and uh, I just want to chat to them about their experience and what advice they'd give to anyone who wants to be part of this amazing, amazing, I think, you know, program. So I'm going to start with a good friend of mine from Argentina, Hernan. Hernan, welcome to my podcast. And uh, and yeah, um, tell us what has been your experience. What what do you think and what 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 would be your your advice? Hi, OP. Uh, and hi, everybody there. Well, uh, I agree with you. This is an extraordinary program. To be honest, it uh, it's uh, I had done some things in the past in other countries, yeah. mainly in Asia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stayed like two months in China and mm-hmm. one month and a half in, in Japan. And I think that one of the possi- possibilities that this program gives you to have mm-hmm. a long term experience that allow you to build networks are uh, is completely different to other. Uh, yeah. possibilities that those involving policy yeah, yeah. we used to have in, in foreign countries. Uh-huh. Uh, so from the professional point of view, I could develop uh, me- uh, networks uh, through meetings with more than 40 people all around the country. I mm-hmm. could travel around a lot. Of course, it takes you a lot of time to yeah. arrange the interviews in to advance do all those, because you have work. to write. Yeah. And of course, you have to explain who you are because yeah. you are sending an email to. How, how was that experience? How was was it was it a good one? Or was it like well, much better than what I thought. Okay, uh, what I was expecting. I think that first of all, they are giving you a brand here that is yeah. Fulbright. That's the main brand. Yeah. So Fulbright comes with a lot of uh, Fulbright benefits. allows you to explain who you are without having the need to tell much more yeah. to somebody who receives you from the other side of the screen. Yeah. And maybe asking who is the hell that is writing so, to me. And you say Fulbright and it's an entrance. So you just say Fulbright and everyone welcomes you. Everyone welcomes and knows <laughs> what you are talking about. Okay. okay so I, I am you. from Argentina. Nobody's, nobody cares about Argentina. <laughs> but you are Fulbright. Okay. So that yeah. makes a difference. It gives you some level of respect. Well, respect maybe is too much. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that it, it, help, uh, it helps you a lot. Yeah. So that... I could arrange meetings in all over the country and maybe the percentage you write maybe in my case was quite high so for every I would say like for every 10 people that I wrote to I could arrange meeting with eight mm-hmm. and most of That's them were good. answering like That's the good. others were saying sorry I'm not in the city during that period because you 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 just have like uh, a week or a couple of days in a city mm-hmm. so that was in the professional aspect what I take most of this program uh, for me, for example, I was able to, to know in detail what are the different states mm-hmm. in the U.S. because here in the U.S. the innovation policy is mainly taking place at the state level and not at the federal level. And not the, at the federal level. So, yeah, yeah, so for, for those interested in those things, uh, uh, that's the, the, the time allows you to understand that we are usually accustomed to, to see the national government mm-hmm. and here in the state you have to see the federal government. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the other side, well, I used to travel around the world. Uh, mm-hmm. I had that opportunity, so I, I really enjoyed to, to travel here. Yeah. And the program also gave me the yeah, opportunity you, to travel you, quite a lot. You traveled a lot, man. Like, you were, you were well, always I, on I'm the road. Well, I'm coming from New Orleans, <laughs> and there you will have had a lot of fun. Yeah. But this is an interesting thing. You can mix this cultural aspect of 
also knowing U.S. is a continent. Mm. And if you don't have time and you come, for example, to visit the U.S. as a tourist, mm. maybe you stay because it's expensive for the developing countries. The U.S. is expensive. Mm. So maybe you can stay two weeks, three weeks, yeah. not more. Yeah. It's, or maybe a little more. Yeah. So, but the U.S. is a continent because mm. of its size. Mm. And to understand the most powerful country in the world for those who are outside of it is yeah. quite relevant. So for someone who is applying for this program, want to be part of this program, um, what would be your, you know, what would be your advice? Uh, what are the things that you'd, you'd give them as tips, whether they are incoming, they are, they are the next class of the Humphrey program, whether they are contemplating to apply for this program for the next coming years, what would be your advice? Well, uh, in fact, I was talking with some people from Argentina that is coming in the next, uh, mm -hmm. let's say, generation. Yeah. Uh, I think that being our age mm -hmm. uh, and level of professional development, you have to have quite clear what you want to yeah. uh, do here because yeah. even though it's a lot of time once you start to really work yeah. on it you realize that you don't have time you don't have time yeah so uh yeah to to know well you i think that for for those who are listening you did a very good experience i think that you you were very clear about how to take advantage of both the professional affiliation and the uh, the learning process at the university. Yeah. The other things, for example, for those who are coming from big cities, mm -hmm. and unless you are assigned to Boston or to DC, <laughs> well, that's a thing that you have to expect. That the the rest of the US is not what you see in the movies. Yeah. It's not. It's not like New York. <laughs> it's not New York. <laughs> it's not that you see movies and you are always listening music behind the scenes and you feel that people are here all the time like yeah. having great life. Yeah. And to be honest, outside the big city, things are much more quiet. Uh, nothing is really interesting is going on in the city. So this is you saying basically in a respectful way that you came from a big city in, 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 in Argentina, Buenos Aires. Yeah. You came to Michigan, Lansing. And for example, there is no club scene that you are used to. And you are like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's, it was one of the most difficult things for me in this program was to get accustomed yeah. to the place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, for example, once you, you travel, you discover, but on the other side, on the positive side, the U.S. not only has the East Coast and the West Coast, yeah. but for, for example, New Orleans, yeah. it's an incredible place with a lot of uh, African influence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but inside, mm -hmm. uh, in the rest... Well, my friend, it's part of the challenge. <laughs> you know what, man? Listen, I want to chat, I wanna chat you know, longer with you. Um, I appreciate the time that you've given. I think you know, um, your lessons learned and your experience and your advice will go a long way in helping other guys uh, to be better and get better. Um, so I want to allow you to leave. I know you need to quickly run and catch your bus. But we'll continue. Uh, we've just been joined by another friend of ours, another fellow from Laos. His name is Kwang. You can call him King Kwang. I'm going to chat to him as well in a little moment. But for now, I, let me let you know, Hernan to dash. And we'll continue this conversation with other fellows from Indonesia, Cuba, and, uh, and Mauritius. Hey, um, I have Dita. Dita, you, you're from Indonesia. So why don't we get started with you? Well, I, I, I'll, 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 I'll,
you know? And it's, it's, it's OP podcast, so we don't follow what Keith says. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm really just interviewing you guys and just kind of putting in your, your different, you know, expertise and experiences, which I find to be, like, very, like, strong and, uh, and powerful. So um, I really hope that those that are listening to this podcast... Uh, will definitely take some yeah. some lessons there. So Dita, just quickly from your end, I mean, you come from Indonesia, mm-hmm. um, get here, you've had previous experience with other um, scholarships in Netherlands, I think, yeah. Uh, how was this experience and you know, what advice would you give, like, like I asked Erna? Uh, for me, the Humphrey program is an I... Oh. Oh. Sure, go for it. So for me, Humphrey program has been an eye-opener uh, because America is not like what you expected before. Yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> so I've been in the Netherlands, so it's like very different, very different. In what ways is it different? I mean, how people live yeah. and then like how... I mean, everything is like easy there. I yeah. mean, here, it depends on how you want it to be. So... Um, sometimes uh, I think if you want to go for this Humphrey program, my advice would be just crash it. Yeah, just yeah. crash it. So just. if you want, if you have goals, mm-hmm. so just focus on your goals and do whatever you want because here it depends on you. Mm-hmm. So so you need to be very independent to do what you want to do. Here. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. Um, Aruna, so you're from Mauritius. Do you share the same? sentiment with um, um, with, with Dita and German around you know just when you get here making the most of it and just you know making sure that the experience is worthwhile and more and, and more powerful you yeah know? you know my experience has been that I come from a country where I saw US as very very far mm-hmm. and what I knew about US is mostly for movies yeah I knew Harrison Ford. <laughs> I knew, yeah. yeah. And I always thought like all Americans were like him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Until the day I, I came here, mm-hmm. I saw there are blacks, yeah. they're yellow, they're white. And I was like, wow, where am I? Yeah. So where I, with time, Ford? like at the end, at yeah, the end of 10 months, mm-hmm. I came to understand that US is a land where we've got different races different people Mm -hmm. living here Mm -hmm. and all of these people coming from different parts of the world make us so let me ask you this then um in in that context i'm gonna just kind of push it back to your area of expertise which is corruption and you are from mauritius you know um africa is you know um is many countries that have you know big issues when it comes to corruption um Having been here with whatever you know processes and 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 uh, and activities that you're part of, how has that experience been? Basically, you know, when it comes to anti-corruption, yeah. my experience yeah. in Mauritius, like in other parts of Africa, is that corruption is very rampant. Mm-hmm. But we we like I take from my my Mauritius perspective, we have different safeguards mm-hmm. that we put in place, the checks and balances in the system. Mm-hmm. Like we have anti-corruption policies, which we encourage public bodies to to adopt yeah. and implement. We have also like anti-corruption committees, mm-hmm. which we encourage public bodies but to adopt. But like I'm coming to that, so. To my surprise, here in the US, yeah. especially if you talk about Mich- Michigan in East Lansing, yeah. because I'm doing my professional affiliation at the City Council of East Lansing, yeah, yeah. you see 
that they don't have like codified things. Yeah, yeah. They don't have a structured approach to That's fighting corruption. Yeah. yeah. So they don't have the different structures mm -hmm. which I thought we had back home yeah. and which I thought here would be like more sophisticated. Yeah. Yeah. But mm. I see like here they say the people they know how to yeah. do things. The people they yes. know how to yeah. take decisions. Do you have the same feeling Mike? Oh I think Michael what? Michael will, will yeah. have no, to share. No, no, it's fine. It's what fine. I find you can, you can, you can, I, I, I kinda can agree be. with her mm -hmm. with Aruna. Yeah. Um, to an extent. Yeah. But I also think that so, but by the way, this this is Mike uh, from from Nigeria, uh, Mike Ajayi. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, for me, I think that um, the fundamental difference between how corruption is, first of all, yeah. Okay, before I even jump into what Haruna was saying, let yeah. me let me lay this foundation. Yeah, yeah. So, corruption is rife in mm -hmm. the United States as it is in Nigeria, in, our, in, our, yeah. in any other parts of the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's massive corruption going on every day in the United States. Yeah. yeah. Okay? And I'll give you a simple classic example. Uh -huh. What the United States have, as far as I'm concerned, what they have done over the years is to make illegality legal in a way. <laughs> and what I mean by that yeah. is there's this funky nice word they mm. use to describe corruption Which it's is? called lobbying lobbying okay yeah. mm. okay and so some of the things that will happen in my country mm. that would that will warrant for someone especially in political office mm -hmm. to be sent to jail or to be uh investigated happens here and is permitted by law yeah it's called lobbying lobbying yeah. In my country, the man takes money and gives to the other man and say, I need you to do this thing for me. And it's corruption. Yeah. In the United States, the man takes money and gives it to the other man and says, I need <laughs> you to do this thing for me. And it's called lobbying. And it is within the law. And so it's, for, for me, that is one aspect of corruption that I do not understand. But, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but then, yeah. Yeah. So, but then, generally speaking now, yeah. uh, just to to go get back to what Aruna was saying earlier on generally speaking you find that i agree with you that they may not have certain structures like a, a financial crime whatever as organization or agency like some of us have in my country we have economic and financial crime commission which is saddled with the responsibility of pursuing uh financial crimes committed by politicians or anybody in the country. Mm -hmm. So they may not have these. However, what they have, which is very fundamental and important in, in the pursuance of fighting or minimizing corruption, mm -hmm. is a judicial system that appears to function. Yeah. And so, and it sends home the message. Mm. In the United States, if you commit a crime, if you're a criminal, you commit a crime, mm -hmm. It may take 10 years. Mm -hmm. It may take 50 years, 100 years. The law will catch up with you. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about lobbying. Lobbying is legal. Mm. So if you engage in lobbying, you, yeah. get, you get away with it. Yeah. But if you commit a crime like murder, mm -hmm. it may take 100 years, but it will catch up with you. Okay. Now, that judicial system, of course it has its flaws, yeah. but because it appears to work, yeah. And because it appears to always catch every criminal, yeah. what you find is that everybody respects the law. Wait, so I, so I don't want to make this uh, this podcast about about corruption. Right? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. So, I don't so, want to. No, no. I just wanted to say that. Okay, final note on corruption because Aruna started it. Yeah. yeah. 
He's we'll, a we'll, we'll talk. We'll come because I want to chat to you about your experience on social entrepreneurship and just overall being here from Nigeria. Um, but again, I, I like I said, guys, I don't want this discussion. We can have yes. another podcast about corruption. Yeah, right. We're gonna have another podcast about corruption. So while you're on the on on that mic, Mike, um, I want I want you to just kind of understand your experience in 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 totality. Um, you know, having been part of this program what your advice would be um, for anyone that wishes to be part of it, the, whether they're listening from Nigeria or they're listening from anywhere in the world? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, for me, the, the one thing that will, for anybody that's seeking to be part of the Humphrey Fellowship Program, mm-hmm. uh, one of the flaws I thought I noticed in the program is the, at certain points, during the year, mm-hmm. the intensity of the program do, uh, drops. Drops, yeah, okay. Uh, and for me, I'll cite my personal experience. Mm-hmm. So, back home in Nigeria, I work five days a week, Monday mm-hmm. to Friday, and mm-hmm. weekends when necessary. I have to, sometimes I may have to send out an email at 10 p.m., 12 a.m., 1 a.m., or 2 a.m. Yeah. During the week, so yeah. I work and mm-hmm. I, I work from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day. Yeah. And so. I am very active. Mm. So when I got here in August, we went traveling around to Traverse City and yeah. other places. That was fun. That felt yeah. like... That retreat was yeah, fun. Yes, it felt like a break <laughs> from, from, from home, work, the work that you know? you're doing at So home. it felt like holiday, like I was in holiday. So the first four weeks, perfect. Fifth week, yeah. sixth week, my body started craving for... Walk the intensity for the intensity that yeah. because now I had spent four to six weeks relaxing, yeah. And now we were back from all our trips, we were yeah. back in Spartan Village mm-hmm. looking for activities, yeah. And so at that point, it became very boring for me. So, what would advice would then be? So, for, for me, for there? anyone coming in at that point, rather, there's the professional affiliation could have filled the gap for me. Mm-hmm. So, if I had gotten a space to do my professional affiliation at that time. Yeah. Even if it's just two days a week yeah. or three days a week. Well, obviously, the other fellows are agreeing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now so, he's like shouting, uh, yeah, yeah. Aruna, and yes. Yeah. I so for say. me, now, in fairness to the coordinators, they did mention it, that we could actually start a local professional affiliation earlier. But, earlier, but mm-hmm. it wasn't made to come across like it was important. And so sure. we did, many of us did not do it. Yeah. So I, I wish I did that at that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have gained a lot more. Do, do, do you think, I mean, and I, I sense that's like probably like the general feeling, um, and, and I'll, I'll get to yes and, and, and Kwang. Is it is it a, a question of, if we're looking at things that inhibit our ability to have taken advantage of that gap, is it because, you know, we come from foreign countries, we are, get here, we are reluctant. We you know we because we're not we're not used to people. Precisely, no. We're not. We're not, We're scared a little bit. Maybe we're thinking. You know, like what are the factors? So yeah. for me, I think one of the factors is that we do not completely have the agenda for. Okay. Now, one of Thank the you. one of the principal thing about the Humphrey Fellowship Program is like you get to define your program. You get to design the program for yeah. yourself. So there is no clear-cut agenda mm. of for the, best, the for the year. That's the best and the worst thing about the program. Yes. And yeah. so if if we knew at that time that we were to design it yeah. and we had the freedom yeah. to do our affiliation, I would have designed my program to be yeah. all... I wouldn't take classes. Yeah. <laughs> Kwong, Kwong, you, you, yes. you have, a, you, you have <laughs> an idea to add on yeah. that. <laughs> 
So I, so Kwang, you're, you're from Laos. You're yes. from Laos. Um, uh, you you specialize in human capital, human capital human management, resource human management. resource management. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, go, go on and just I mean your, your experience, yeah. Okay. Uh, before I get to my personal opinion on this, mm-hmm. I want to add some. Uh, idea on the mic. Yeah. Idea on the the factor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the the Humphrey program uh, lay out very well structure. Mm-hmm. A mixture of academic, professional affiliation, and mm-hmm. professional development. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, it's uh, customized and tailored based mm-hmm. on each individual. Mm-hmm. But there is no. I think the program itself in each university run differently. Oh, that's so, oh yeah, yeah. So it meant uh, every each in those scattered around, mm. and sometimes people get lost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of my comments. Yeah. So now get back to uh, my advice for mm-hmm. uh, anyone who are interested in this program. Mm. I think it's uh, a very a very good program for someone who are in the mid career mm-hmm. and they want to develop further in the leadership uh, yeah. program. Yeah. And it's it's very important that you have a clear yeah. goal yeah. of what you want to achieve here yeah. in the US. I mean and same thing as the as as uh, as Dita was saying that yeah. you must be very clear what it is that you want to achieve. Yes. Yeah? Okay. Because okay. like our first week when we go to the retreat, mm-hmm. we lay out very clear each individual. Yeah, true. but at the end, when the time week after week, <laughs> yeah, it's fat, fattened like yeah, yeah. it's but, like. But you find that part of the reason is because at that retreat, mm-hmm. it was an academic activity. Yeah, yes. that's true. So that, that's true. So we we just feel it, feel those. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that first week, like we are very energized yeah. and what we're gonna achieve mm-hmm. academically yeah. professionally yeah. and the, the real world of experience yeah but after first week second week and then everything is just yeah feathered yeah. and <laughs> we just get lost <laughs> yeah, yes yes Mira, um from cuba what what is your your experience you, you can talk the mic is really, really good one. you don't need to hold it hi everybody i am jazz i'm from cuba um, in my experience, it's a little bit different uh, to the rest of our fellows because I came here in April. Now you, you came yeah, here I'm here one year because I yeah because yeah. I went to Missoula to improve my English for four months. Mm-hmm. And if I uh, went, if I didn't went to Missoula first, mm-hmm. my experience in the U.S. it would be different. Would my advice for you is. Uh, Try to research a lot about the university that are, that are you going. Yeah. It's important because, for example, in my case, I, I wanted to go to Nashville because uh, this university in Vanderbilt is, uh, uh, has more relation with my field than here. However, if I would, knew, if I would know that before, I would research uh, more about Michigan State University and I could reach out more professionals yeah. in, advance. in advance. In addition, is my advice for you, try to be persistent because since I went here, I tried to make some connections and make some practice more than taking courses. Yeah. And many professors told me, no, you need to wait. First, you need to take classes. If I would know at that moment that I could start my professional affiliation, yeah. tell you, yeah. Uh, try to find 
a lot of professional affiliation as much as you can because it's the real practice. You are professional. You are not a student. So, it's my, con my so, so what advice for you. Point, and I, I guess I'm just asking everyone else. What then, you know, would be your guideline in balancing your, um, you know, kind of effort on, you know, academic work and professional work? What would be your, your is it a 50-50? Is it right. a 60 40 or, or and like just your experience? 20 80 yeah. in favor of professional. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, for my uh, personal experience, I think uh, you can take one like course, mm -hmm. the one that you think that you don't have the knowledge. Yeah. And then you are more on the practical world. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. much better. Yeah. Because theory in the classroom, yeah, you will get some knowledge. If you don't ever use it, <laughs> yeah. it just useless. Yeah. Do you agree or not? Uh, partially. I, I think that like with everything, uh, for example, if, if you are lucky uh, and you're assigned to the East Coast, for example, to yeah. uh, MIT mm -hmm. or to Boston universities, yeah. in my field, they have uh, a lot of uh, courses uh -huh. that could be uh, really interesting and they are like in different tier on the edge in terms of knowledge. Mm. If you are in a university where, as Jazz was saying, that suddenly you find that you don't have... Uh, Hi, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Hi. <laughs> so where Armando. you are? So, so we've got nice Armando from Peru joining us. He's an economist. He'll, he'll have his, uh, his, uh, his, uh, you know, his view just in a minute. Um, but you know, so, a, yeah, yeah. Just, just to to conclude uh, the idea, I think that uh, th that customized uh, experience mm -hmm. also depends on that. I think that, for example, if you are assigned to here, yeah, uh, for for a person who is interested, like me, in certain issues, uh, as Michael was saying, is much more uh, yeah. en en enrichful to. Uh, do professional uh, affiliations mm -hmm. and other things and in, in connection with that as you were doing from the beginning uh, I think that the professional affiliation is also a professional networking so yeah. maybe you arrive here uh, for, for people listening there for example uh, East Lansing is the city where everything depends on what's going on in the university yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, the network that academics can lead to can lead you to yeah. is mainly academic. Yeah. True. When you go into a professional affiliation, even though you are not extremely interested in that, mm. you could be with people that can connect you connect to you other professionals to the, to the other, in other places. Other places. Yeah, so th those two ideas. First, depends on, on where you are, mm. which university you are, and if it is connected to your uh, purpose or not, is it, if it is really strong on what you are doing or not, mm. secondly, which city you are. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Dita, you, 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 wanted, some, you wanted to say something. So, uh, previously I have been do like tailor-made training. Mm -hmm. So, I think like MSU should invest Humphrey programs like doing tailor-made training so mm -hmm. so it's it's not like we're going to class and then doing just like professional affiliation but they create a special program just for us based on our CV yeah. so we we're we're doing like conference seminars so so we don't have to take classes or courses or uh, doing like seminars that they already listed on their list but they created programs special just for us so I think 
it will be benefit more for us if they create this tailor-made training. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, let me quickly welcome Armando. You can hold that mic there for me. Um, Armando, we're just basically just talking about, you know, our different experiences of the program mm -hmm. and what advice would would give for anyone who is applying for the program or wants to be part of the program. So one of the things, I mean, most of most of the, the you know the feeling in the in the in the in the house or you know all the fellows feel uh, one, you know, for example, coming here uh, would have helped to kind of understand much more earlier that we can do our professional affiliations immediately upon arriving. Uh, there's a sentiment around how, you know, there should be a big shift, you know, away from attending academic classes to mainly go going out there and doing professional networks, professional experiences and affiliation. Uh, but also there's, a, there's some sense around, you know, the value of the cultural you know interactions that we we all have have had and our positive you know um, uh, uh, engagements with people that are here. What you coming from Peru? You're an economist. You've worked with and he had lived in the U.S. before. That's yes, a different and, experience. And, yeah, yeah, that's true. Big, that's big detail, thing. little big detail. Yes, yes, and, and you and you worked with a, a big uh, um, uh, U.S. you know NGO. Mm -hmm. I think yes. Oxfam. 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 Uh, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. what what has been your experience? And what would be your advice? Okay, and uh, how many hours do I have to talk? <laughs> yeah. I know you're yeah. We've got like 30, 45 seconds. <laughs> okay. And um, three big ideas. The first one is that and the Humphrey the, the Humphrey Fellowship is not supposed to be a perfect one hundred percent match with what we want. There is there is also some kind of compromise with between what we want, what we I intend and what the program really want, uh, can offer us. So you need to have some flexibility. Yeah. So the first idea is to have very clear what is your personal situation and your personal context and what uh, are the advantage or disadvantage that a place like NSU is going to offer you. In my case, it's pretty interesting. For me, the first semester, the fall 2018, mm -hmm. was great. Why? Mm -hmm. Because NSU, and I was pretty well aware where I was coming because I because my previous experience with was in Boston, totally different environment. But yeah. so I have pretty clear where I was coming at a small college town. Was great because this was an isolated small place because that was going to allow me time enough to focus on, you know, on updating attending class to refresh and and update my knowledge. So that was great. The funny thing is that this semester was not so good precisely for the same reason because <laughs> yes NSU is in East Lansing that is a small isolated you know yeah. college town so all depends sometimes your personal circumstance change yeah. and yeah. as everybody is aware yeah. and sometimes if you want to do your professional affiliation and uh, it's not exactly the best the, the, the best place to, to do that uh, compared with some other places so yes we, we need to to have to be very clear about not just the, our intentions what we really want but also our times yeah. what six months ago one year ago was okay maybe now it's not so okay for me now i am re for example one that i started to to go through my personal hernan brother process yeah, <laughs> the Hernan Brothers syndrome, and <laughs> essentially, and realize yes, 
Seriously, if I want to connect with somebody or to attend this workshop in Washington or New York, seriously, being here is a problem. It's very, it's very difficult to move around. You need to spend a lot of, of money traveling, whatever. So that's a disadvantage. Yeah. But we need to be to, to realize the good and the bad. Yeah. That is the first idea. But but to be aware about what we are really, what really, really want to do. The second one is. Um, to, to, to understand that if we were in any other university, we would be probably also complaining. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely, for, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, for whatever reason. We, 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 of course, we are here and we say, oh, we got, we got the, the, the worst possible deal. Well, the, one, the guys in Minnesota probably got even worse. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But... Yeah. I remember when I was when 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 I went to Washington and I was talking with the guy from Vanderbilt, the guy the guy from South Africa and other uh, 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 the Mexican girl and other uh, guys, and they were complaining a lot about their university, saying, "Well, you know, blah blah this and this." And I said, "Hey, they this they they sound a lot as us, yes." And probably, probably the people the people the people in all the other universities are also complaining. With one exception, the guys in NIT and in Boston University. No, 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 guys, no, guys has not has not the right to complain. <laughs> to complain yeah. No, they 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 cannot complain. Everybody, every, everybody can complain and say, oh, you know, my 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 university was worse than I, you. NIT and Boston can complain. You don't you don't want me to to talk about this, but you know what? I don't want, I want no, but you wanna you wanna care about something? The guys who were at NIT and um, Boston University were able to take courses in Harvard. In Harvard? In Harvard. In Harvard. In Harvard. You know why? Because there is something called the, the Boston Consortium of University. For people who is going to come to Boston. Yeah, for yes. people who are going to Boston, yeah. Exactly. So if you are there, you are allowed to take some courses, free courses, I, I mean your, uh, your auction courses, mm. in other universities and um, is the Humphrey Fellowship is paying? What is going to stop you to go to 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 Harvard and to take just one course, and then you can put in your resume? And that gives yeah, you also yes. gives you it gives you so much opportunity to absolutely and and establish professional you know networks with the people that are there because that's oh like absolutely absolutely I mean when we were there we were able to attend to a to a conference well a, a talking that one of, one of the guys was who was in NIT if I remember correctly was was doing in Harvard of course was talking to a small association of, of students or whatever but he can say okay i talk in harvard you know what i mean yeah, in terms of yeah. networking yeah. whatever yeah. so yes the guy from who are in, in boston has not the right to complain and the third point yeah. yeah our final point we all are complaining a lot and you know what that is a good thing because that is a reflection of what this group is yeah because this is a very competitive and, and demanding group. We are not, you know, the stereotypical guy coming from a poor country. Oh, I am so happy of being in United States. You know, oh, everything is so shiny. No, we are, we, we are, we have a critical sense. We, we respect what the good things that there are in United States. Of course, this has been a great opportunity. But we are also very demanding, and that is something yeah. good. We yeah. we are not supposed to lose that. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Amen. Thank, thank you for that. I don't know for that if there's anyone who has a last say, or if, if you don't have a last say, okay, we, we're good. Guys, I want to thank you. It's been amazing. 
you know, you guys are family now. I know I have a brother in Peru. I've got a sister in Mauritius. I've got a sister in Cuba. I've got a brother in Argentina. I've got a sister in in Argentina in, uh, in Indonesia. I've got a brother in Nigeria. I've got a brother in Laos. And uh, and I think this has been such an empowering experience. You have a brother in Peru that he's supposed to go to your marriage, you're right? Of course, yes. Yeah, we are we are we are of invited, yes, right? Of course, invited yes. Yeah, absolutely. So no 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 we're gonna start a date. <laughs> <laughs> I don't put pressure on you. That could be the next podcast. Let's talk about OP marriage. So we are going to tell all the things we see about OP. Here in I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. If you want to be part of, of the Humphrey Fellowship Program, it's a prestigious program. You can hear and, 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 and tell on the caliber of these fellows coming from different countries with different expertise. Uh, like Armando said, highly demanding individuals. So, so be part of this group. Apply the other, you know, the other years that are coming. Take advantage of it. You know, um, take advantage of um, of the lessons that they've shared and the experiences. So, thank you for listening to Brilliant Podcast. Um, I'm hoping you know you guys will uh, will engage even for even further. Thank you.